Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Don't Come Back from the Moon is a story of abandonment when all the men in a remote California desert town walk away from their families one by one. They leave their angry, frustrated sons and daughters behind. Kids who act out, engage in acts of petty burglary and vandalism, and look for love and family connection in the aftermath of their abandonment, all the while trying to understand why their fathers have gone to the moon, leaving them to traverse the difficult path to adulthood all alone. We're joined today by the director of the film, Don't Come Back from the Moon, and that would be Bruce Thierry Chung. Bruce, welcome to Film School. Hey, thanks, Mike. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Um, this, this is such a visually compelling film, and it has these wonderful sort of dramatic elements uh, in addition to the story itself. And maybe that's where we should begin. Let me ask you about the origin, uh, origin story behind Don't Come Back from the Moon. It's, you know, as you mentioned, it's based on this beautiful novel by Dean Bacopoulos uh, called Please Don't Come Back from the Moon. Uh, the novel is set in, in a small, rough-out town in Michigan outside Detroit. Um, it's, a, it's a stunning book. Uh, I, um, after reading it, it, it stuck with me for for. For a while, and I. Um, what about it and, struck um, with you? What What was you know, like, the feelings of like as you mentioned, like this, this, this the mystery of abandonment, the, the feeling of being left behind, and and having to to deal with the fill in the gap of those that you know of the of the of a father who who who's abandoned you. Mm-hmm. I think childhood abandonment and being left behind by a father is something that. That's actually been a weird, like, nightmare of mine for um, a lot of my childhood. I grew up as a as an immigrant. Um, I, I was a Vietnamese immigrant living in Hong Kong as a child. I don't know, and I felt very like I felt very attached to my parents because I I didn't feel very just comfortable in the city I was, I was growing up in. And I've always, I guess, I always had a fear that I would be like like they would move on without me to another place, and I would be left there um, on my own. Even though it's something that, like, that never, the part though never, though never would have. I guess you know, like, it was just like a childhood, a childhood dream, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so this movie really, like, like really touched me in, a, in that, like, in that raw way. Well, it oh, and also the 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 concept of becoming a father too was something that I, I was thinking a lot about um, during the time um, that I read it. I was wondering if I could, if I was ready to be a dad. Like the and if I if I would be a a good dad. A little bit about your background. Your parents uh, left Vietnam just before, I believe, if I'm correct, uh, the the fall of uh, uh, the United States involvement and the fall of uh, yes, the fall of Saigon. Saigon. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They left Vietnam uh, in, um, before the fall, just before the fall of Saigon, and immigrated to um, to Hong Kong, uh, where I was raised. And I spent the first 15 years of my life in Hong Kong uh, before moving to the USA mm-hmm. for high school in California. Uh, I'm kind of curious about that. Uh, I don't know if your parents have been back 
to Vietnam since then. But did they? Did they? Do you think, in some manner, that they're what happened with them? And you were born in 1982, so it was a, a bit of a, a gap there from them leaving in 74, 75, I would assume, um, to uh, to that point. Was it something that you felt? In, in your sort of in the f- dynamics of your family, the sort of s- sense of displacement for them, and that you've made. Picked- yeah, yeah. I, I think I mean, my my parents are, are very happy people, you know. So they're not they were, and they're survivors. So they were they were strong and resilient. But I, growing up, growing up, Vietnam was always a, a mystery to me in a way because I, I knew we were from there, but and I knew we couldn't go back there. But that was. That was our our motherland, so I definitely felt a bit like an outsider, like who who didn't really fit in in Hong Kong, because um, of our oh, where we came from, you know. And and when I actually went back to Vietnam to visit in my twenties, I I realized that that was a place that I I couldn't fit into either anymore, hmm. you know, as hmm. as someone who. Was, was was changed since leaving. Um, so I, and I and I and I think I I carry that that outsider eye with me, you know, as a as as a person. You know, it's something that I I try to I try to use use to be more empathetic and more more understanding. In 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 the film uh, "Don't Come Back from the Moon," uh, you uh, you mentioned the the book by Dean Bakapopoulos and. And he also is the co-writer of the on on this film, so having him on board yeah. for the project, tell me sort of how that added to what you were hoping to accomplish with the film. I love the book, so and and I was honored that he wanted to to collaborate on the script. Oh, it was honored that he wanted he was open to to even letting me adapt the script. In the beginning of the process, I, I was intimidated because I, I I was so you know about my reverence for Dean. But Dean was so um, open-hearted about the collaborative process, and he had a total like generosity of spirit. Where he he was actually the one who who said, you know, let, let, don't worry about what's in the book. Just like explore what you're curious in, you know, and what what about the book moves you, you know. So he he, he gave me permission to to explore and, and make make the film personal to me as well. You know, so he was—he was a very generous um, collaborator, and it was, you know, it was really fun, fun writing with him. Uh, I will tell you that the film is uh, is a, such a beautiful film to look at, and I, with your background as a cinematographer, and one of the things that I've noticed in your previous work was this remarkable ability to use natural light uh, in almost everything that I saw of your previous work. Oh, thank it, you. Mike. It, fe- it felt. It was it was almost all natural light, and and if it wasn't, you did a damn fine job of disguising that fact because it <laughs> it, it just it just looks so remarkable. And one of the things about this film, and I know you work with a uh, with a cinematographer uh, separate from you weren't the cinematographer on this, but and I will maybe defer to you on pronouncing the name of your cinematographer in this. Would you? Uh, her name is Chananan Chotwan Roche. Okay. Thank you. She's a, a Thai DP uh, who I met at NYU grad film, and she 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 was my my girlfriend at the time, but now we're now we're married. Oh, congrats. congratulations! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. 
and she and we we just had a baby too. Oh my goodness! So you are yeah, one this, year old. We have so, one year old together. So, so, so being a dad <laughs> is even more there's, relevant. There's, there's, yeah. there's some interesting, yeah, parallels. Yeah, there's some parallels. <laughs> wow. Well, she, the two of you, obviously, did a, just you. I, I see a collaboration written all over the look of this film, and I, again, uh, you know, yeah, it's a true privilege to be able to like, you know, work with a woman, you, person you love, and and collaborate with that person. And um, she, you know, like she really, I felt really strong when I was working with her, and empowered, and and uh, she. Her eye is stunning, and she really challenged me and, and, and pushed me to make the film film more real and, and more emotionally honest. Yeah. And um, and she really drove that with, uh, with the cinematography. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she's a true partner on the movie. No, it's... Like, I don't think I, I could have made the movie with her, without her. Well, I'm going to remind our listeners that we're speaking with Bruce uh, Terry Chung. He is the director of the film Don't Come Back from the Moon. And I'm just going to geek out for a little bit more on, on the look of the film. And I, I, if I'm, I just, I've, I'm such a fan of films that look like this. And for people in our audience, I'd sort of give you a frame of reference in terms of the way it looks. And sh- but there are two films that come to mind, Tree of Life and uh, Julian Donkey Boy. Uh, Harmony Kareen's uh, film. I don't know if you have a comment or not. Uh, but thank you, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Very, hum- very humbled. Very humbled to hear that. It was crazy. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, those that, yeah, Harmony Kareen is one of my heroes and, and Terrence Monique as well. So it's, 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 um, I'm honored that, that it reminded you of, of them, um, like our film. I think in terms of the concept of the cinematography of the movie, like we, you know, the location we shot in was like a, 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 a real, like abandoned, farming community in, in California, but we we felt like the characters in the in, in, in our world were were full of hope still, you know, and full of like dreams and, and you know and, and strength. So we we didn't want to show that that environment in a in a dark way. We wanted to really like give it give it like hope. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like and and yeah, so that that was that was yeah, so the mixture of the sunlight was something that we were well, the sunlight and the sunsets. Were, yeah, were, the were, sunsets. Were yeah. Well, let's shift gears yeah. here. Let's talk about this great cast that you have assembled sure. here. Uh, you've got obviously James Franco, and you've got uh, Rashida Jones, two veteran actors who we've seen in a lot of different things. Very accomplished actors. I know you've worked with James Franco uh, quite a bit. Uh, Rashida Jones is wonderful in this film. Very, very low key performance on her part. Very grounded performance in, on her part in the film. And then you have a lot of young actors. Tell us a little about putting the cast together and what, were you, what mm. you had in mind. I'm totally honored, and, and I can't believe I was able to work with James and Rashida and, um, and the young actors in our film. Like, we wanted, for the young actors and, and most of the sporting characters, I really wanted to find non-actors from, from that world, you know, to really, like, embrace, embrace, you know, try to find, like, a potential realness, you know? Mm-hmm. We, you know, we worked really hard to like me and the casting director and 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 producer. We worked really hard to find like like great real real teen real real children of like migrant workers from that area, or real you know real people work from that area. Um, and and I felt that maybe like the contrast of like that that, that could you no know, that could be something interesting to explore. I was I was actually I, 
for me, like that, that that's like the most fun process of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Is the is when you find like the right the right actor for a movie, like just to tell a story about it, like one, 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 like of how we found one of the actors in the movie. Do you remember like there's a character called Uncle John in the movie? Yeah. He's one of the the men who runs away. Mm-hmm. Um, the father of of Nick. His name, the actor's name is is Jeremiah No. He's a musician who lives out in the desert of California, and I I, I met him randomly at a at a small bar in the middle of nowhere. And we were like just sharing iced tea at a bar mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. And um, I was telling him sto- I was telling him the story about about the movie. And as I was telling him the story, I I saw his eyes water up. And I I asked him there. I asked him on that spot, you know, if he could like improvise a scene maybe for me, just like to just to try it out. And I asked him to like say goodbye to to his son for the last time, knowing that he was going to run away. And he like he he gave a performance at the bar that was so good. Like it, it like like I teared up, the bartender teared up, my wife teared up too. Just watching him, like it, it was it was it felt like so like genuine. So we. So we cast him in the movie, like, yeah. like um, you know, based on that chance encounter. A lot of the supporting characters were found that way too. A lot of the teenagers were found that way, and um, I think it really gives, like, like for me, it gives like a sense of discovery that's richer than what you could imagine by writing. Sometimes, you know, it's like you find people who are alive and and have details that are are so unique. And I think for me, that's like the uh, one of the most the true joy of like filmmaking sometimes like that collaboration. I want to ask you about the couple, the the uh, the cast, uh, yeah. or just uh, yeah, acknowledge sure. them. Um, there are a couple of uh, young actors, actually three, that can just jump off the screen to me. Uh, Jeff Wahlberg, who plays uh, yeah. Mickey, uh, also Alicia L. Steinhacker, oh, yeah. Steinhacker, and the, finally the one that mm. doesn't have a huge role, but I just thought she just really eats up the the, the screen. Uh, Cheyenne Haynes just really projects well on screen. So those were yeah. three three actors. Right. I really, Right, right. They're 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 stunning. I like Jeff. Jeff has like this. Like he looks tough and vulnerable at the same time, yeah. you know. And it, I, I feel so lucky to like work with him on his like on this project. Like we, we, we he's one of my closest friends now. I would say like he, he like we, yeah. He's like and he's a true partner on the project. And Alyssa, I remember like I I heard her. I heard her laugh before I met her. So I was in a different room and she, and she was laughing and I, and that her laugh was so like captivating when I heard it. Like yeah. it was so unique. And I, I, I didn't audition her. We, we kind of, we, we, we talked about, we just like talked about like life instead of like doing a scene together. And, yeah. and she, she had so much, she had so much depth, you know, for like a teenager. Yeah. She, yeah she's amazing. And Cheyenne is, is fantastic. I, she, she came on board at the last minute, you know. So she like she was cast and she and she showed up the next day for work. So she kind of just jumped into it. Well, yeah, I thought she was magic. She really, yeah, she really is. Let me let me just say real quick that she is she has she feels like someone who's about to break if she gets any kind of a role that she can really sink her teeth in. And I'll yeah. tell you, I tell you why. Yeah, 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 yeah because she has a presence. But she's she's a very attractive woman. Uh, but she also, it, she's such a contrast in the film. 
uh, in terms of uh, her character was so different than everyone else, and it really pops off that uh, in, in in terms of the story. Yeah, totally. Yeah, she. It feels like there's a universe inside her, right? That yeah. you. Yeah. That would just um, pop like uh, explode at any moment. Yeah. Unravel. Yeah. She's um, yeah. She has so much depth. I I, I, I know. know. I wish I wish there was more of her in the yeah more yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, well, Go for it. Yeah, sorry, sorry. you're making more movies, okay? So, so, uh, I'm, and I'm sure she, she's, uh, she's, she's going to be around. I just feel, and all of them. I'm not. I mean, Jeff was fantastic. You said Alicia. They're all really, really good in the film, and the whole film is just such a. The whole film feels like it fits together really well. It it feels like all of the pieces were oh, there, and you, yeah, it really does, and it's such a. It's such a, it's, it's an emotion, it pulls you in. It's an emotional story. It's r- relatable. At the, but at the same time, I do feel like there's, we're watching these characters and watching kids really try to figure things out. So we're seeing this, but also we're being pulled into it yeah. at an emotional level. It, it's a, it's a terrific film. Uh, um, I'm, I'm very happy for you and, uh, and your eyes. I feel like uh, you have to come uh, back. You have to I'm come very back. I'm touched to hear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your feedback. Yeah, come back oh, and see you. us yeah, again. Would, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for for. Please, please, uh, please. Yeah, any, any, I will, I will, I'll be honored. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I really appreciate it. We've been talking with the director of a wonderful new film called "Don't Come Back from the Moon," and the, uh, the, we're speaking with the director, and that would be Bruce Terry Chung. Thank you so very much for being here, and all the best to you moving forward. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Mike. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. You as well. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.